And now, the first and gold podcast with Jason Gold. Hello, and welcome to the first and gold podcast. My name is Jason Gold. As always, I am joined by Ethan Friedman. Ethan, how are you doing today? Very well. We had an interesting week one in the Pac-12, and by interesting, I mean it was an unmitigated disaster. Up and down, highs and lows, I would say. There were few highs in my eyes. Josh Rosen was one of them for UCLA. USC played perhaps their best game in a couple of years. I know it was against Arkansas State, but played very well, very impressive. Oregon's offense looked great. Other than that, there were not a lot of other things that went well for the Pac-12 in week one. No, Washington State was bad. The Washington State ending was a disaster. Colorado's ending was horrible. You can blame the rest for that one. Yeah, they still played awful, though. Blocked punts, turnovers. Arizona State. They kind that of held it close. They kind of held it close for a little while. The, the fourth quarter was really terrible from Arizona State. A lot of sacks. 299 yards of offense for a team that was supposed to have one of the best 10 offenses in the country. And their tackles got annihilated, but right and left. And then the big one of the weekend, which was Stanford, which I don't know how to categorize that. I've never seen that poor performance by a team that was ranked that highly. A team that some real pundits, Desmond Howard. Couldn't be more thrilled by the way that they played back because I never believed in them. And I feel good about that. I'm glad that you do. I bought Kevin Hogan stock, fifth-year senior, and I thought their offense would be great. All the reports were that they had three really good running backs and their wide receivers were going to be good, even though they... Rector was suspended for the first half, and Kajus is still kind of injured. But And they were supposed to have the best offensive line, and they got trucked by a Northwestern team that kind of came out of nowhere. Can't turn chicken bleep into chicken salad. And that's Kevin Hogan. Fair I'm enough. happy about it. I never believed in the guy. Well, I'm glad that you're happy about it. I'm not believing the guy who played against Cal, UCLA, and then Maryland last year and put up decent numbers. He winds up when he throws. I was, he's like a situational righty. <laughs> I was I was in, and now I'm out, and now it's going to bite me in the butt because Oregon's going to lose to Stanford this year. <laughs> oh, if anyone loses to Kevin Hogan. Hogan's played like six good games in his entire career. Two of them come against Oregon. He's, uh, I mean, well, if Hogan's still their starter, what's to say about like Keller, Chris, and the guys behind him? It, you know what it tells me? That the virtual reality stuff that they're doing isn't working. It tells me that... David Shaw needs to not be so... Alright, so let's start with that before we jump into the Week 2 games and give our predictions. For the record, both you and I were 8-4 and four straight up last week. 4-8 and eight against the spread. Not very good, but based on the upsets, not really that surprising. I'm a conference guy. I'm going to support us. I said go Utes. So, yeah, let's start with um, Stanford's play calling. That was perhaps the most conservative... Game plan. 20 for 35, 155 yards. It was the most conservative game plan I think that I've ever seen. Inside their own, you know, going, driving towards Northwestern, punting from the 35 and 40 yard line. It was, it was terrible all the way around. And Shaw is one of like four guys in the league, or in college football right now, who's still calling his own plays. I don't get that. I get it for if you're like a Chip Kelly used to do this, Jimbo still does it. I don't think their personnel's good on offense. Well, forget about that. It's probably not. But they do have a really... They should have a really good offensive line. That was I really highly... Guys suck. I, I, I'm not... There's not one skill guy on that team. I'm like, oh, gotta look out for that guy. Well, I think McCaffrey's a little bit like that, but I think he's just so different than anyone else that Stanford's ever Confused, had. Rector. Like, where, where would McCaffrey be if he was on Oregon or USC? 
But he goes on SCU. Would he play? No. Well, no. But the answer is on both teams he would not play. So he was just... Tell me who he play over on either team. Tell me what's... And team. I wouldn't start over Oregon anywhere. I'd take SC's three freshman running backs before I take him. Strong points. I mean, I would. I, I don't disagree not, with you. Just Oregon. a bad loss for the conference, though. Really bad loss for the conference. But, I mean, I, I, I am flabbergasted by the Stanford... Buying into the Stanford hype this year. They were a horrifically execution, executing team in the red zone last year. Picked up right where they left off. Uh, they didn't even make it to the red zone. Because yeah, they, stopped, they stopped going for it. That last fourth, pass. It's like fourth and five at the 25 yard line. That last pass by Hogan just... The floater. And it was like time stood still. You know what it was? You remember Rookie of the Year? <laughs> you know the last pitch? Yeah. Great, and also great. The play. sunscreen floater? Wow, a great job by that staff, by that Northwestern guy who intercepted to, to slide afterwards. Don't take it to the house. No. Nope. I take the knee game over. Except in the Marshall game where they needed to cover the spread. <laughs> and I may or may not have had money on that, and I may or may not have won money based on the return. But, um, yeah, bad. that was the bad one for the conference. Um, like the Texas A&M game, Arizona State-Texas A&M game, I, I don't think that's that bad. I don't think they, the three touchdowns they lost by, I still believe in Arizona State. I mean, that was not indicative of how the game went. It just got <laughs> out of control. Texas is the scariest team in the country. I mean, offensively, they're... You don't know who their quarterback is. Both are good. Well, Murray's a good runner. He couldn't throw the ball to save his he's life. Just, he's, he'll get there. They're, they're the scariest team in the SEC, actually. They have a lot of skill players. Because you don't know what you're getting from them. Their defense was great. Miles Garrett is a freak. He's clowny part two. Yeah, that's that's what everyone's saying. John Chavis is every year top ten defense, top fifteen defense at Tennessee, then LSU. Now he's here. Uh, they're obviously going to be a better tackling team, better fundamentally. I don't know if they have the guys yet, but they are. If you look, if you just look at teams that have to go there this year and play them, Auburn has to go there, Alabama has to go there. They're. Even if they don't make the playoff, they're going to ruin a lot of dreams along the way. Yeah, they're going to they're going to spoil someone's season. They're they're just those skill guys, they're just lethal. They're that team you don't want to face, especially like if you have to face Arkansas, and then the week later face a team like Texas. Such different teams and so physical. Why I say easiest job in football, defensive coordinator in the NFL. Hardest job in football, defensive coordinator in college. Just having a game plan for that many things. Yeah, that you can print, folks. Well, hold on. Do you remember your three rules for last week? Of course. Okay, repeat them. Who you are, uh, I always say, who you are in September, so not who you are in November or December. Very important, for especially for teams of the Pac-12 right now. Yeah, and I, I, I stand to test that. You know, I firmly believe that, and I also believe different team each week, especially when you have 18 to 22-year-old kids. What are the chances that you get back-to-back great performances? Very, very rare, unless you're one of the top five teams. Very rare, and even then. Even yeah, rare. I mean, the, you get sleep on oh, big, big variables. Don't no! Don't buy into the Heisman hype. So Josh Wait. Rosen, be on Josh Rosen and Braxton Miller. Let's let's calm down. Yeah, let's calm down. And then what was the third point? No, you already said the third. Okay, point. was you're not you're not the same team in September that you are in December. Yeah, you're not. And d- don't trust you're 18, not. Don't, tr- don't trust eighteen to twenty two year olds week to week. Never. I I, I I I firmly believe that, and that's why I don't like to get too high or too low on teams. I don't think it's fair. Uh, I mean, there's certain things you could see from teams where you're like, oh, this is going to be a tough team. Like, I mean, Josh Rosen, for example, is the real deal. Yeah. I mean, he should be, though. Some of, some of the throws that Rosen made in that game against... The touchdown to Duarte is the, the standard. Over the top. Were... I mean, he's just phenomenal. By the way, though, he should be this good. 
Well, he was hyped up to be this he's guy. He's a five-star guy, number one drop-back passer in the country. Yeah. Came in January. He was also written about as a 16-year-old in Bruce Feldman's book, The QB. So, there's <laughs> talk about some hype on the kid. Yeah. Arrogant guy, self-confident, wants it. There's The, the Dilfer stories about him, if you don't know about him, are fantastic. You should go up and read about those. Now, he'll probably get humbled at some point, like everyone does. I think once he has to go in and out of Pac-12 defenses week after week. and they lose every starter for next year. Maybe that too. But yeah, I mean, he'll get humbled. We all do. Uh, But yeah, he is, he's the real deal. That was a, that was a good win by UCLA. I mean, he's 20 for 35. Uh, For 355. 28 for 35. Yeah. He's great. 80% of your passes. Fantastic. All right, let's move on to this week. First game, tomorrow night. Utah State at Utah. Rivalry. Utah is favored by 13 points right now. Um, Utah State has our player for with the seventh consecutive year, our favorite oh, player in college football, God, Chucky you. Keaton. They had a you can kill the head, but the body won't die. They had a miserable first game that they snuck out 12 to nine. Both these teams are Ch- kind of- Chucky did not play well. Meanwhile, Michigan and Utah. We called that game six weeks ago. Exactly what was going to happen. I couldn't the, be the, the scores were pretty on point for that one. It just it was a it was a, a, a trench warfare of ugly football. I gotta say, Wilson played very well. He that did. was maybe his best game ever at Utah. He played well, but he's limited. Yeah, that's that's fine. And that Michigan, I mean, the, the defense is pretty good for Michigan, but it's not great. No, but, well, Michigan they don't have a quarterback. But I thought he played really well, and if he can continue that. You know, they had a little bit of issue running the ball against them. Uh, Booker had a good Booker's game as a receiver, good. but... He's still, he's still a hoss. The thing that I... The problem I have with Booker is he just had so many carries last year. I don't know if he can sustain it for a second year in a row. It's tough. It's tough. Especially his, the way he runs. Yeah. He's not a guy. All downhill. Pitch in the mouth kind of guy. He's a bruiser. Anyways. Violent I, runner. I think Utah at home, uh, I like them to cover barely. I have it 27-13 Utah. I would say thirty-one, thirteen. I think they cover. Okay. Utah's, God, Utah's a team where they're they're, they're not the most skilled, but they're going to play hard-nosed defense. Very well coached. Phenomenal special teams, and they're you're, they're going to get someone will make plays on offense. Andy Phillips missed two field goals. I think those might be the mo- only field goals he misses all Probably, year. Probably, and, and Hackett's a phenomenal putter. I I, I like the Utah team. Uh, you know, what, did that it, game live up to Fox's? No, no. I mean, it did well. I like the coverage of the game. I thought the coverage was good. The That's numbers the, the numbers did fine. It was the best game ever on FS1. For two teams that are max. like. Well, Utah would be a, a good team in a lot of different conferences and divisions. That division is so team. stacked. 39-1 team. Michigan's, Michigan will be a 7-1 team. I'll, I'll say, I mean, Utah's, they're obviously not as talented as Texas A&M, but they're going to ruin some dreams along the way, too, in the South. They're a tough team, and they're going to catch the people. To go to home. I especially have to go there. Yep. UCLA has to go there. I mean, that's a tough environment. That's a really Some tough reason. environment. It's just hard to play there. Altitude, the crowd. Rabbit Utes. Speaking of Michigan, next game, Oregon State at Michigan. Michigan right now is favored by 14.5 points. Seems like a lot of points considering. I don't know if that, they can score that many. Oregon State to Carol Weber State. I don't know if that matters. They named Steph, Seth Collins their, their uh, starting quarterback. He did not have a great game throwing the ball. Great runner. A lot more impressive running the ball than I thought. Although, I will preface this with everything is, it was Weber State. So First of three Big Ten Pac-12 games. This is true. It's a nice little, I feel like it's a Rose Bowl. Uh, uh, For two teams that will not, never by be the way, Rose Bowl. <laughs> I, I am still not 
considering Rutgers to be in the Big Ten. That does not make sense to me. But that's okay. That's, that's a story for another time. I, Michigan will win this game. I think Michigan's going to win this team, too. I mean, Oregon State is really inexperienced, and that takes about a in team that's rebuilding. Definitely rebuilding. I think the, I think this game will be close to begin do with. Do you? Yes, I do. Michigan will pull away, because Michigan's just not talented. I think that that Oregon State team is going to... There's a lot of young guys on that team. I think they're going to walk into the big house and just be so overwhelmed. You know what's good, though, about Oregon State? They're this young. Take their lumps this year. Next year, you get better. Third year. Also, I think that... Harbaugh's debut, I think everybody's going to be so fired up for that game in Michigan. They're I think just it's not very, talented. I think, yeah, I, but I think it's going to be a really, really good environment for Michigan to be able to play I out. do like, I do like the running backs. Just I, I'm always <laughs> questionable of a guy like Rudock, who was at Iowa, and Iowa just let him transfer to another school in the conference. It's like, you can have him. We clearly know something about him. Well, he threw five, five interceptions last year, and he threw three in the first game, so... Not a good start for him. What does that say about Shane Morris? Ugh. So, I, anyways, to our pick, I have Michigan winning and covering 30-14. to 14. I just don't think Oregon State's going to be able to. I'm going to say 28-10, Michigan. Okay. so you Really have, boring game for the 9 o'clock people. So you have two covers so far. I do. All right. Sacramento State, Ugh. Washington. <laughs> this will be very quick. Washington, I will say this about them. Obviously, a really tough game in Boise. They had a field goal to tie it at the end and doinked it. They played hard. That defense, the front seven in the second half was dominant. And their special teams, other than that missed field goal at the end, really, really solid. Uh, and I thought that their quarterback, Browning, despite the fact that he couldn't throw the ball really well, he scrambled with his eyes up, which is something that you really want, for, especially from a true freshman quarterback. I think he's going to get better. I think Sac State prevents an opportunity for them to kind of expand their offense without being really risky. I like, uh, I like going with the young guy. I agree with the Peterson. They're, they're a team that for watching that they're going to take their lumps. You so, might as well build it this year. They're like they're going to take their lumps this year. By the end of the second half of this year, they're going to get better and better. Next year, they're going to be good. So there's no line in this game, but we obviously both think that Washington's going to win. Forty-eight to three. I have it forty-two-seven. So all right. So all right. UMass of Colorado. Oh God. Colorado's going to win this game. They're favored by 13 points. Colorado, I had starting at 4-0 this year and was getting to 6 wins. I had that on record. You do have that on record. They are 0-1. <laughs> they played <laughs> awful first, at Miami. First four at, games at, were cakewalks. Apparently not. You were, you were on record as being very high on Mac, Mike McIntyre and Colorado this year. If, if Mike McIntyre can't win at Colorado, no one can. That, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't, don't know. No one's going to take that job. Yeah, that, that's not your first point. I could put Urban Meyer there. He'd probably win a national championship. Give him 10 no years. Gonna, no one's going to take that job. You need a program builder. He built a program at San Jose State. Yeah, what have they done since he left? They've been terrible, but he won 10 games his last year. I thought he was the right hire for Colorado. I, I don't think... I think Sefo's good. I think Spruce and Shea Fields are good. They just... They just lost to Max Winnick. They just lost to Max Winnick. You have... You have no, no reason to believe in them at this point. It's in the ghost of Max Wittick. I mean, from L.A. to Hawaii. It looms large. Anyways, I, have, uh, I actually have this game as a push. I have Colorado winning 30-17. to 17. I said they, they, as bad as they played last week, coming home against a 1-double-A to you? Yeah. UMass is really bad. Ben, I think it's going to be 13. 38-10. You're taking Colorado. UMass. <laughs> 38 10 Colorado. All right. Washington State at Rutgers. Oh, God. 
Mike Leach's job might be on the line. The Portland State, that was, you can say what you want about the other losses and the Stanford loss, which was obviously more, that was worse for the conference. But they outgained Portland State by 250 yards and lost. In terms of just miserable losses, that was the worst. Portland State was picked to finish 12th out of 13 in the big sky, and they beat them at home. Didn't this is this is a team that was supposed to be better this year. Didn't see this one coming. No one did. It was ten nothing at halftime, and my thought process was, "Oh, Washington State is going to come out and score fifty on them in the second half." Didn't happen. Their tackling on defense was atrocious. They couldn't throw the ball. Who knows about Falk after he landed on his shoulder on the last play of the game? He might not play, which means they're going to bring in Peyton Bender. They're traveling to New Jersey. I have Rutgers in this game. Oh, Rutgers is going to win big. They're, Rutgers is favored by three points. They're going to cover. I have it 31-24. I have them covering. I think Rutgers wins 38-28. Rutgers wins by 10. It'll be, I think Washington State will play better this week for some reason. How, uh, if they lose this week, how in trouble do you think Leach is? I don't think he's that. I don't think there's panic yet because just like Mike McIntyre of Colorado, if Mike Leach can't win in Pullman... This is what I agree with. Who the hell can? If, they can't, if Mike Leach can't win, then they should go one double A. I'm not even joking. So are we switching them out for Boise? I, I, I don't know who could win there. I mean, it's really tough. You would think, I agree with you here. Mike Leach, like, I don't know. Maybe, Mike Leach is a like, the other person, like, maybe Rich Rod up there. Mike who Leach knows? Is, uh, I think the thing that Mike Leach is an incredible offensive line, X's and O's from coaching Tim Couch at Kentucky to where he is now. The thing that hurts Mike Leach is he's a very prickly guy. And I feel like his demeanor, his his antics, I feel like guys could always be on the brink of quitting. And if it gets bad, I don't know what's going to happen. 18 to 22 year old kids suddenly just don't want to play anymore. Well, uh, to be honest, no one really wants to go or play in Pullman. It's kind of a backup option, but okay. Anyways, it's, it's a rough go. It's, it's a rough go right now for them. Uh, SDSU at Cal. Cal's favored right now by 14 points. Cal put up 73 points on Grambling, which I don't know what that's saying. That's like playing a university team. Did, did had a bad offensive game against San Diego. They went 37-3, but the offense didn't do much. This is a game I always circle for Cal because they have... Trap game. They have Texas next week. San Diego State's been a perennial bowl team every year for the last five or six years. Uh, after seeing San Diego State kind of checking their highlights, Donald Pumphrey, really good running back, didn't do much last week. I like Cal to cover in this game. I like Cal to cover also. I I have a 55-20. Whoa! You know I'm all on the golf train. And I know it's... I have to preface all of these, and I don't like doing this, but their defense, it was grambling. It was grambling. It was grambling. No, Jason. They were a little bit better. They were a little bit better. Stand out. I'm not standing out on this. Okay. Cal's very fortunate because San Diego State doesn't have a quarterback. They face Grambling week one, and then they get to face Texas's offense week three. So that defense is could be padding stats. My only concern about Cal not covering this game is that they're looking forward to Texas. And they definitely I mean, should be. I would be that. looking forward to Texas after last week. Jesus. The one thing I said about Texas this year is they were going to be a good tackling team. Couldn't do that last week. That's a dumpster fire. It's bad. All right. Uh, on to Arizona, Nevada. Arizona's traveling to Nevada. Bang up. They're favored by 11.5 points. Scooby Wright out for a month. A new Solomon took his lumps in the first game. I know he threw four touchdowns. They yeah, did hurt. not. They did not play well. I don't like, know. So if, many guys got hurt in the first half. I don't know if UTSA has their number or whatever, but the last two games they played it really close. Larry Coker, a coach's coach. This is uh, 
that was a weird game because so many guys got hurt. A lot of guys got hurt. It was really, really a it was a poor performance for Arizona, a team that we all expected to just continue to build on what they had last year, especially with Solomon. Line is and 11, Wilson. Hmm? Line is eleven. Eleven and a half. I think uh, I don't think the Arizona covers. Really? I don't. At Nevada. Torino's a tough place to play. Great place to bowl too. Um, it's a kingpin reference for everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I, don't, I think Nevada at, ho- at home. It's tough to play in Reno. Altitude's a factor. Nevada's one to know. Um, yeah, I like Arizona uh, to win. Say thirty-one twenty-four. It's gonna be close. I have Arizona covering forty-two twenty-four. They're so hurt. Who's the leader of that defense with that the scoop? I don't know. I don't care. I'm taking. I'm taking the Pac-12 to have a bounce back week. Yeah, if it, just keep doing it till it works. All right. USC at Idaho. I'll let you talk about oh, USC's USC performance. And, yes, that's what I meant. Uh, USC's four, favorite They're going to shut out Idaho. 43 and a half. They're going to shut out Idaho. Uh, I have it 63 to 10. They so should. I have them covering. <laughs> Line's what, 43? 43 and a half. Yeah, they'll cover. They'll, they'll win like 70 to 4. <laughs> 70 to 4? 70 to 3. This game won't be close. SC played, well, they played solid last week. They gave five sacks in the first half, which is a little worrisome for me because that offensive line should be better. Uh, but offense looked crisp. Defense is more aggressive. Uh, a couple guys left the game early last week who will be back. Uh, Adori, Adori will be back. He was kind of banged up with a uh, muscle strain. Justin Davis will be back. Lamar Dawson should be back. Uh, this is a good tune-up game. This is uh, a little disappointing with SC that these are their two first games. Uh, I know they had non-conference game schedule that teams backed out of. Texas A&M looking at you. Um, but yeah, this is a tune-up game. Let's move over to the team that USC plays next weekend. Stanford. Stanford's favorite right now by 19 versus UCF. Both, both, Stanford and UCF both got first place votes in the media day to win their conferences. That's a fact. And both Stanford both lost. UCF lost to an upstart Florida International. I think a school that started yesterday. Yeah. That was an embarrassing performance. Stanford's was even more embarrassing. This is going to be an offensively inept game. I don't know if this will be like. Uh, I don't know if any team's going to get to 19. This will be like when Kershaw and DeGrom face each other in the playoffs. If you get a guy in scoring position, it counts. <laughs> so I have Stanford winning 24 to 10. I have UCF covering this game. I agree with UCF covering. I'm going to say 20 to 6. Stanford wins in a game that no one will want to watch. In a game that no one will be at. No, this is true. I won't go. I don't even want to watch it, but I will. Because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> All right. Uh, UCLA at UNLV. They're favored Tony by... Tony Sanchez, everyone. High school coach. They're favored by 30 points. I love Tony Sanchez as a coach. <laughs> he doesn't have players yet, though. No, this game won't be close. Uh, I actually have UNLV covering. No, 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 no. Put 30, the gun down. 30 points. Put the gun down. 30 points. Put the gun down. No, I have I'm UCLA gonna... winning by 28. No. 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 Backdoor, backdoor cover. Straight from the record book. Backdoor, backdoor cover. UNLV just lost last week to a... I, I, do, I think a high school team. I think to Tony. I think to Bishop Gorman. I think they lost to them last week. I do not. Uh, UCLA's going to run away with this game. I have a 42 14 in UCLA. I'm going to go 50 to 10. Okay. Fair enough. Last two games Cal Poly at ASU. There's no way they're going to make it this game. What, 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 what? Cal Poly, Georgia Tech miniature, triple <laughs> option, coming at you. Yeah, yeah, Arizona, Arizona State's going to win 61-17. The thing about Arizona State that's concerning is their tackles. 
I mean, they got blown apart. They couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't run the ball. They got issues. This is a good one for them. Yeah, they need a tune-up. Badly. They, um, they have two nice tune-ups. They have Cal Poly and New Mexico before they face SC. So, I think we're both easily on ASU. There's no line, so whatever. The last game. Oregon at Michigan State. Oh. I already need an oxygen tank and a gurney to take me to the hospital. What about, I, don't, I, don't, I am not prepared for this game. I don't have a feel for this game. Both teams are very flawed. Oregon's offense looked as good as ever. Outside of Adams taking a hit to the head and fumbling once. He looked great. He looked great. Dirty hit. Uh, Royce Freeman looked like a man possessed. 485 yards rushing for Oregon, which is the third most in school history. Their defensive backs, on the other hand, looked atrocious. No pass rush. No pass rush and no pass D. Uh, Connor Cook, they're going up against, who is a good quarterback, maybe a little bit overrated. His well, he won't be a good pro. His, his completion percentage is less than Devin Gardner's in his career. Well, he won't be a good 58%. Pro. He's never been. He's a good college player. They, they, don't have, they don't have great wide receivers. Their young running backs look good against Western Michigan, but it was Western Michigan. Western Michigan, actually, you know, looking back. They're a fine team, but. P.J. Fleck's a good coach. That's an up-and-comer for folks to watch out for, P.J. Fleck. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed with Michigan State, 37-24. Oregon as well, defensively. Uh, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see how Vernon Adams does in a tough environment. Uh, so, Oregon is plus four right now. I really, really struggle with this I game. Know, I I've, heard, I've heard strong arguments for Michigan State winning. I've heard very strong arguments for Oregon winning. My heart obviously says Oregon. My brain, before the season, said we're going to lose this game and we're going to lose the Arizona State. Uh, I don't know how I feel about those two picks after. Uh, right now, I'm so saying... So early, I just, I don't know about... I don't know about this game. Just because I... I, I feel like this is the biggest toss-up I've ever had to deal with. Like, this early in the season. I have no idea. Because I still have a feel for both teams. They both did things well last week, and they both didn't do things very well. You know what? I... I, I lean Michigan State for most of the year, most of the offseason. I'm going to go with Oregon and win this game. Deal with it, Gold. I, I'm, Fire up the band! I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy that you picked Oregon. I think Oregon's going to win this game. I... I don't know how. I think Connor Cook's gonna have is gonna look great, but I, I don't know if Michigan State can slow down that Oregon offense. They didn't last year, and, and I, they I have it against their last three big offensive guys. I think the team has the ball last will win this game, and I think it'll be Oregon. And I, I think Oregon wins, 45-42. I have go Ducks. Right now, I'm looking at something that says Michigan State 31, Oregon 30. All right. I'm lo- no, that's what I'm looking at. I'm seriously considering just changing my pick right now. I like it's in- impossible for me to go against Oregon, so I'm flipping that score. Except or- on like Mondays in Dallas. Not fair. <laughs> that's a low blow. That is a low blow. <laughs> Vince Young. I'm over. I didn't even watch that game. Who cares? It's only sports. I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking Oregon 33-30. It's a- it's going to be an interesting game. There's um. I think there going to be a lot of fireworks in this game, as well as, I know we always talk Pac-12, but uh, Oklahoma-Tennessee, another game, a lot of fireworks. That game's uh, Pickham right now. I like Oklahoma. I like Tennessee. You want to make a bet on it? No, I told you I don't care about sports. The, yeah, it's, uh, this is a, the, the weeks in college football are getting better, because week one, disappointing. It was a little underwhelming. It's, I'm glad it's back. Saturday was an unmitigated disaster. 
Is this because of Wazoo and Stanford? Yes. And Colorado. And Arizona. No one saw the Colorado game. It's not like it happened. It took place 2 a.m. on the East Coast. It still looks bad. It's times like this when the East Coast... Arizona sports. State still counts, too. It was a close game. Yeah, but no one's going to remember that in December. They're going to look back, and they said they lost by three touchdowns. Better to lose now than to lose them later in the year. Maybe not by three touchdowns. Yeah, I know, but come on. Remember Ohio State and Virginia Tech last year? Yeah, but at least that was a close game. It's a sloppy game. But if you look at the score sheet, I don't know. I think this is going to come back to haunt the Pac-12 later. A little bit. Although... The, 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 big, the Big Ten last year in Week 2 had... Big Ten had a bad Black, week last week, too. Black Saturday last year. But Big Ten had a horrible week last week, too. Michigan lost? Yeah, but their top two teams won. That's all that matters for them. I mean, Wisconsin didn't play well. They shouldn't have, but they didn't. Uh, Purdue lost to Marshall. Marshall's a good team, though. I know, but, I mean, they didn't have a good week. I, I, the SEC had a good week. Well, anyone who's talking about their demise is... is doesn't know what they're talking about. All I know is the Pac-12 is hyped up to be the best conference, the second best conference, and... They will live up to that billing by the end of the year, mark my word. I'm I, not worried. I don't disagree with that. But it was a bad week. You can't categorize it any other way. It, but, I will say this, if this is... I'm glad for lost. If this, is, <laughs> if this is the worst week that the Pac-12 had all year, they're in good shape. They have a lot more... The Pac-12 has plenty more... Conference and non-conference opportunities this year. Starts with Michigan or Michigan State-Oregon, SC Notre Dame... The Pac-12 really needs Oregon to win. That's what this comes down to. Well, I, I, if, if Oregon beats Michigan State, all is back and well with the Pac-12. I always say the Pac-12 needs these games more than any other conference. Because West one, Coast, we have the East Coast bias. Number two, nobody sees us play because of time and our t- bad TV deal, which is our fault or the commissioner's fault. But we always need these games more. That's why I told you last week, go Utes. I, uh, I'm, all for the, I'm all for the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, my family went to Michigan. I don't care. Truly, don't care. I want Shout out to Seth. <laughs> I want the Pac-12 to win. So, yeah, we're, we're always going to need these games more. It's just it's a statement of fact. Because we're, we're always fighting for respect just because people don't see us play. Pac-12 after dark last year. It almost came back this year. It almost came back. I'm so excited for it. I can feel it. It's palpable. It's, it's tangible. Uh, it, was a, it was an interesting first week. It, there a, a lot to build on. A lot, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about. What are you excited about in the Pac-12? This will be our, our parting shot. What I'm excited about. Well, I want to see how, how Rosen keeps playing. I think he's a fun one to watch. Uh, obviously, SC with Adoree Jackson. Jared Goff. Excited well, to see we're him. all in on the Goff bandwagon. Bernie Adams. I want to see more of him. I mean, what's that say about Lockie? The guy took the job in like six hours. That's he took the job quicker than the three Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. it's about right. <laughs> and those Lord of the Rings movies are... I don't know what that says about Lockie or it says about Adams. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, probably a little bit of both. I mean, I mean, there. Let's be honest. This is the biggest game that Vernon Adams ever going to play in. Well, for now. now. I mean, we'll see how he does with adversity. And I think the thing's interesting is, can he take the hits? He did fine until he decided to slide and have his ex-teammate try to chop off his head. Bad blood, Taylor Swift. <laughs> is that is that our parting shot, T Swift? I mean, there's animosity. Eastern Washington can score though. So, by the way, Eastern Washington, that head coach is a young guy in his early 40s. That guy should be a head coach somewhere soon. Look what he's done at EW. They're, that wide receiver, Cooper Cup, 15 catches for 246 yards. By the way, I'm still taking Eastern Washington over Georgetown in March Madness. Every time. Still doing it. I don't care. I don't care if they lost by 15. All right. Now we're officially done with the podcast. 
Uh, thanks for listening. You can check me out at the Sports Guy 33. Follow my articles on FoxSports.com, um, and we will see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>